0: Hey, drama listeners. It is Dylan with a quick message for this fabulous episode with Carrie St. Louis. Connor and I are having a blast over on our Patreon, which we affectionately call Drama Plus. You can check out the link for it in the episode notes. It is $5 a month for bonus content. You might have listened to our Twin Talks episode last week. It was just Connor and I. Well, that's what it's like on the Patreon. And we just started rolling out amazing bonus episodes where we're discussing the contenders for each of the major categories at the 2023 Tonys. We're gay. We love awards. What can I say? We started with Best Musical, and I think we've narrowed it down to what the top five are going to be for the nominees this year. We're going to be doing Best Actress, Best Featured Actor, the, all the major categories. So you're going to want to tune in for that, and that's only going to be accessible on our Patreon Thank you so much to those who do support, whether it's just by liking our posts, giving us wonderful reviews, or continuing to tune in every single week on the podcast we call Drama. Speaking of, let's get on with the show. Press play.
1: Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take in the shade and tea to spill. Oh, drama. drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got an option? No, oh, I'm not. Well, what, what star will we talk, talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, and pop culture, love, and life. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, how are you today? I'm great. I, I got a haircut. I had a nice weekend. Mm-hmm. Looks fresh. Thank you. It was the Oscars, which I know when this comes out, it'll have been a couple weeks. But yes, yes, how yes. how could you possibly talk about anything else other than another major pop culture shift occurred this weekend, something that we've been waiting for for months, similar to how we wait for the Oscars, but we were waiting for Drag Race to return to 90-minute episodes. <laughs>
0: I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, wait, did, did I forget something that happened? But yeah, it finally did. And, you know, we we begged and pleaded online all season long. Todd Rick Hall, said there was no way it was going to happen because of the real friends <laughs> of Rio.
1: And now here it is. It's back to 90 minutes. And I am, for one, so thrilled about it. Oh, my God. Well, I've been feeling really disconnected from this season, I think because it's just felt like, OK, we have more queens than ever. We have more episodes than ever. But they're all only 40 minutes long. And we barely get a chance to get to know them or see any personality. Yeah. It's just been very formulaic, like challenge Slight tension for the episode. You can figure out who's going home. Judging, it's over. But with this ninety-minute one that happened this past weekend, you like you said, Dylan, you're like you're seeing the cracks in the competition. The the queens who were we've only seen as like great competitors were seeing their personality and how they're like crumbling in the workroom. Or, you know, one of them was even ill for like a significant portion of the episode. And we would never have seen that (laughs) when the episode was left. Yeah, headache would not have been part of the episode. That's so true. It's so relatable to have a headache during a workday. That was so relatable. It was, not
0: we've never seen that before on Drag Race, I must admit.
1: You're right. That was a first. That was a first. (laughs) It was such a good episode. And that lip sync between her and- Oh my God.
0: Marsha. Yes. Fantastic. It's really- narrowing down now do you have any
1: predictions for who you think is going to be in the finals okay well I had a Nitra in there forever but it seems like she's struggling a little bit lately Perhaps. but I still I still think she'll make it I think it'll be a Nitra Sasha Colby well, mistress and um um I don't know who the fourth would be actually what do you think who's the fourth would you have those three? I would definitely do those three. You know, I really
0: love Selena as Titties. I think she is so funny and and brilliant. Love. I, I don't know though. I definitely think those three. You know, you know, there's a rumor going around online that that this is the last season of Drag Race with Rue at the helm, and that Sasha Colby is going to take over as host.
1: I don't know if I believe that. I feel like they pick somebody who the fans <laughs> so have known silly. for
0: longer. You know, totally like a legacy winner or something like that. I know it's silly. It's fun. I, I love the online chatter, Dylan. Yeah, we actually just saw a Rue girl at the uh (laughs) i love this transition you were going with because i was like how are we going to go from drag race to bringing in our guests
1: (laughs) it came to me like like magic but i Mm. but then i suddenly blanked i was like it's called the daryl roth right like it is it is, is. yeah yeah yeah. but we saw rue girl in the the best show of the season Mm -hmm. i mean come on i tell everyone to go see it it's the most fun you're gonna have in new york right now and... and it's also something
0: that's like it's worth every penny you're paying for like what you're getting for. Cause people, people are like, "Ugh, I only go to shows if they're free. You know, that New York mentality that people have. Oh my God, people are so annoying. People are so annoying, but this is one you have to pay for because what you're getting is a hundred percent from every single person on stage. And it is, I've never laughed so hard in my life. And I've seen it twice and laughed even harder the second time in anticipation for jokes and jokes I forgot about.
1: And if people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to see this yet you need to know that it's straight through no intermission and you're in and out and it is breezy, but also you want it to keep going. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. perfect. It's perfect. 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 Um, are we overhyping or what? I don't think so. No, Dylan, would no, you please no bring to. in there's one no of the to. stars? This is the second Rose we've had on from. It is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this is, you know, from Titanic, a show that's
0: running through September 10th now. So I think this might be its last extension. So you've got to catch it throughout the spring and summer. But let's chat with our guest today, who is, you know, you could say is pretty popular. Currently starring in the off-Broadway smash musical extravaganza, Titanic as Rose Dewitt Bukater. She is slaying some Celine ballads and bops eight times a week, including incredible 5 p.m. Saturday shows. Um, audiences across the nation will know the superstar for her critically acclaimed turn as Sherry in Rock of Ages and show-stealing interpretation of Glinda in Wicked. She brought both roles to Broadway as well, where she cemented herself as a bona fide leading lady of our generation. Our guest also played Lauren in Kinky Boots opposite Tyler Glenn, David Cook, Connor Maynard, and more stars. You know her as Annette in Cruel Intentions, the musical, and the album, as well as television appearances on Elementary, The Good Fight, blind spot, and more. She has lent her talent to countless concerts, readings, benefits, and of course, her sold out solo show, Something Good, at 54 Below. This queen is a beloved member of the theater community, and we are so gagged to have her on the podcast. Please welcome to drama, carrie st louis
2: hi guys wow that was i'm so flattered that was that was such a nice intro <laughs> sitting here like blushing so you deserve it <laughs> yeah and you look gorgeous
0: we've established it already you look absolutely stunning and you claim to only be wearing chapstick you know it is what it is
2: <laughs> and mascara we got and mascara. mascara i forgot about but, it for yeah. start forgot the mascara. but after it's my day off after a five show weekend so you know, she's she's a tired girl. She's a tired I know. girl. But.
0: When I said, like, amazing 5 p.m. Saturday shows, you're probably like, mm-hmm. amazing for you guys. But probably not for
2: <laughs> No, it's fun. I mean, I, I actually prefer the 5 and 9. We have a 5 o'clock on Saturday and a 9 o'clock on Saturday. And it allows us to, like, have a Saturday morning, more so than just a matinee. And also the 9 p.m. is always so lit. The audience is wild, and it's so fun. So I'm, I'm I will never complain about that. That feels like
1: a treat well you oh, look you imagine. look refreshed as hell i'm literally like she's ageless she's stunning she's a she's a strawberry blonde <laughs>
2: she's a strawberry blonde living that new life
0: um i have to admit i was shook when your name appeared on our zoom as you had your government name which i don't know if you want to publicly oh, say exactly. what it is
2: yeah i'm a caroline
1: yeah you're caroline you are I'm Caroline. caroline. Caroline or change to Carrie?
2: (laughs) Change to Carrie. I've been Carrie my whole life, but Caroline, yeah. I don't know how to change it on Zoom. I'm an old lady. I don't know what I'm
0: doing. (laughs) Not at all. I mean, so wait, so you, was it like just like a nickname that your parents gave you or?
2: Yeah, I think it just stuck since I was a kid. I I went to prep school for high school and I think I thought I showed up and told everyone my name was Caroline because I was like, that sounds preppier. And then people called me it, and I didn't respond and... It was it was like I think three days and I was like, ah, oh, just kidding, it's scary. I don't know why I told you that.
0: So wait, that's so funny. Prep school. Yeah. Wait, are you from the West Coast?
2: I'm from the West Coast. I'm from Palm Springs, Palm Desert, California. Oh my yeah. goodness.
0: A destination.
2: <laughs> I know everyone's always like, Oh, my grandparents live there. I've never met anyone who grew up there. I grew up in Palm Desert. So yeah. <laughs> but I went to prep school on the East Coast. Phillips Academy, Andover? It's um, it's right outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. So yeah, I loved it.
1: Well, I'm curious, like, what inspired you to go to prep school? Was it like something you wanted, or your parents were like, "Oh no, we want to"? Well,
2: it's a, like my, my brother went, my dad went, and I it was not forced upon me. But I, it's such an incredible school. It really is amazing. And I remember the first time I went to visit my brother and was just gagged by the whole thing. It was like, oh my god, I have to go here. They had like hockey rinks and you know all this stuff. So. Um, I was really excited to go. I went when I was 15. So yeah, kind of crazy. And
1: was it like Harry Potter
2: kind of? Yes. We lived in, (laughs) you know, we were in dorms and we had clusters. So we would play like cluster sports against each other. And, um, we had like, uh, mandatory study hours and stuff like that. So it did really kind of feel like Harry Potter. (laughs) Was uh, Was it all girls? No, it is co-ed. Oh, thank God. Co-ed, no, no uniforms. Like, it's a pretty liberal place. Um, and I would take – it's not like a music – I mean, they have an incredible music program, but it wasn't a music-specific school. So I would take the train into Boston every weekend and study opera at Boston University when I was – in high school, so yeah, I was that's an opera incredible. major in college. We'll get into it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my, God. I had yeah. no idea that that makes sense yeah. though. you know, a little Glinda action later on. that.
2: Little Glinda action, yeah. A lot of scrolling though in between. So I'm I like,
0: know. <laughs> Just kind Wait, of that's so all funny. Over the map. But yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, we've established that it's your day off. You seem like you're doing well. We do like to ask our guests how they're doing though. Carrie, are you well?
2: I'm well. I'm well. I absolutely love the show. I cannot believe I get to clown around and sing Celine Dion with my best friend. I mean, Constantine who plays Jack is my best friend. So the two of us are just, we're as stupid on stage as we are off stage. It doesn't, there's no, <laughs> we literally went off stage and there's a separate show going on back there that everyone else is like, why are you both so unwell? But in the best way. Um, and yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm also, running my own uh i have my own coaching vocal studio and i still do that during the day so it's a lot i've been doing a lot but um i I couldn't be happier i get like oh my god quoting wicked already carrie get out (laughs) um but i truly couldn't be happier i'm doing all the things that i love to do and um yeah
0: and you're back in new york
2: and i'm back in new york oh and it feels great this time i think i don't know having some time away during the pandemic and all of that sort of reminded me how much I love it here and coming back has kind of felt like a new, I don't know, I explained it to a friend recently and I said, I feel like I'm wearing glasses for the first time in New York. Like I now feel like I live here and I know, I know my way around, whereas the first few years were kind of just chaos, you know, yeah. like you're just figuring it all out and doing eight shows a week and it's just kind of a grind and I'm finally in a place where I feel really settled and really just like happy to be here yes you
1: know oh that's beautiful wait that reminds me of did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy (laughs) there in the season when Callie realized she was gay um she hooked up with the 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 heart I think she was a heart doctor Dr. Dr. Erica Han Han. and after they hook up Erica Hahn is like sitting in bed and she gives this monologue about how like her whole life she just saw blobs of like leaves on trees or whatever but then finally she got glasses and she could see clearly but then after like hooking up with Callie she was like I'm gay and I'm wearing glasses. Yeah, <laughs> and then they like fired her and didn't bring her
0: back for another season. It was like, wow, they they. they- rinsed her of everything she could give in that
1: one monologue and then she famously that that actress famously gave an interview in which she said she felt like she did the best work of her career in that scene and then they fired her and didn't bring her back the next season but they did hire jessica capshaw to play arizona aka steven spielberg's daughter anyway um i love that Uh (laughs) yes yes yes. yes. (laughs) Um way we go (laughs) (laughs) but i'd love to hear that how long were you in new york before you left to move back to the west coast
2: um probably about like i want to say like seven years but i w- went on tour with wicked for a year in between there um so yeah i mean quite a bit of time but i just think i really started i started my vocal studio at the end of kinky boots like mm-hmm. near we nearing the end and did that through the whole pandemic and it really kind of turned into this you know i have like over a hundred students it's kind of wild it's it turned into this huge thing and i am so passionate about it and i think having my own business that I love and will like, you know, it just relieves me of so much of the stress of like, what's next. And, uh, and just, you know, that whole rat race that we all are involved in. It's part of our industry. I think it's just nice to be able to breathe and be like, I'm only going to do projects that I really want to do because otherwise I have this full business that I love just as much. So it really, Change things for me
0: and I love that yeah. it wasn't just like a pandemic project it was something that you started beforehand yes yeah continued and then now here it is
2: yeah but it really got to take off in the pandemic because I had so much time and mm-hmm. um you know we all sort of we would have my group of like students we would kind of have master class and workshops and it, we became like a little little crew during the pandemic that kind of got each other through it so it was a, a really beautiful thing in retrospect
0: I love that that's so amazing. Yeah. Is it like teenagers or like college audition type all, stuff?
2: All I now I have all different. I mean, from uh, and all from all over the world. I have a student in Thailand. I have a student in, in um, you know Brazil. It's it's truly everywhere. It's it's wild. Um, Israel, all these things, but wow. also like it just it's all different ages. I also have some students that you know the thing about singing and musical theater. I think it's it's a lot like sports where if you play one or you. Art, do musical theater when you're a kid and growing up and then you get to college and if you don't like or out of college I guess if you don't go into it as a profession where do you go to like do theater it's so hard I know that there's like a, an adult theater camp and I think Gina DeWall runs here that I think is such yes. a, a smart concept because it, it's it's not just like singing in general it's like people we just love theater people like we are theater people we love theater people it's that feeling of having a cast it's that feeling of having like your friends from theater and i think as we get older it just you kind of get further and further away from that besides what karaoke like you can go sing karaoke um (laughs) so i have quite a few students who are you know lawyers or doctors or you know whatever and they're just like i just miss singing and i miss focusing on it and you know learning new things and keeping my voice in shape. And I find those to be some of my favorite students because there's no stake in the game. Like they right. they progress so fast because they're not so in their head about it needing to be perfect. They're just doing it for fun.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. What yeah. is this? What Are you accepting new students? Is this, are we, can we plug it or is it? You said you have over a hundred, my God. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I mean, totally. I'm, I'm always open to hearing new students and working with new students. I love it. And um, yeah, it just... There's a little bit of a wait time but like sure. I am I'm totally I love I love hearing new voices it's my I'm such a nerd about it I'm like <laughs> Peek out, but I can
0: tell, I can
1: feel the I energy. That's I could beautiful. talk about it all
2: day. I'm like <laughs> my poor boyfriend is like okay, oh. I get it. You love the voice. <laughs> Your
1: boyfriend who is hot. yeah, we need to discuss. Oh,
2: uh, thank you.
1: Yeah, we <laughs> ne- we're gonna to get love. into it. How, wh- what is his name? How did you meet? Are you comfortable talking about this on the pod?
2: Sure. Yeah, his name is Robert. Um, we met on Hinge. The app meant to be deleted. We love <laughs> right, uh, right, right, right yeah uh he works in consulting he is in a very different field but did choir and theater in high school so knows knows the world and has a beautiful voice actually and plays guitar um okay he's literally
0: perfect
2: he's (laughs) the best he's the best so i've brought him into this wacky world he just moved to new york um it hasn't even been a year since he moved to new york he's from california as well which is wild we met here um and I'm just sort of like brought him into this kooky, crazy world. Yes, and he's, he's like, well, it's never boring. And I'm like, it is never boring. That I can guarantee, <laughs> yep, it's a wild ride.
1: Does he love Titanic?
2: He does, yeah. He, he saw it, um, well, actually, I took him to see Titanic on one of our early dates because in my brain i was like if he doesn't think this is funny it will not work like this yeah. will not work it was the first show i ever took him to and he loved it and then of course now i'm in it so he's seen it a couple times since so oh yeah. my god
0: that's so cute and he's so-
2: bringing it he's bringing his work like his Work team to the show next week, actually. So I'm very nervous already, but it'll be no,
0: fine. that'll uh, be amazing. to be, love amazing. you.
2: <laughs> they're gonna be like, This is your girlfriend, <laughs> this is what she
0: does. you're so funny in the show it is like oh my god we and we of course had alex ellis on and you both have that essence of the character but it's you're both so brilliantly unique in it so it's congrats it's it's seriously so brilliant what you're doing
2: thank you thank you it's so fun i mean it's it's really great and it's a great work environment they are so open to like keeping things fresh it's not you know a machine it's not like you have to do this thing it's a they, they always talk about it as like an amoeba, like it's constantly evolving and changing and there's new references thrown in every night and there's the improv section. So it's different every single night. Marla has never repeated in like over eight months. So it's, it's, really, it's really nice to be in a work environment like that where you can really play. Like it's even in comedic roles that I've played in the past, there's still very much a structure and you can't really go outside of the structure. Um, but with this, they're they're very much about that. So
0: Right. Yeah. Megan awesome. Healthy was famously like reined back in when her popular got too out of control, like in the early yeah. Wicked days. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. We I think we've all been reined back in a little <laughs> bit. I, I have this running joke where when I was in Kinky Boots, our associate director, at D.B. Bonds, who I love dearly, um, I remember one day was like, you can't go too far. Like, if you go too far, I'll reel you back in. Like, don't worry. And then like a week later, he comes to my dressing room and he's like, so we went too far, we went too far. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> choices are free and I will make them, don't you yes. worry. So we're gonna have to maybe like keep it, you know, so.
0: I think Connor and I saw D.B. Bonds as um, Emmett in the national tour of Legally Blonde. <gasps>
2: so jealous I'm so jealous yeah he, he was and like a sexy, were, Emmett. he and Connie were on tour together
0: yes yeah. yes oh my god wait yes but Connie wasn't the wasn't
2: Dennis Warner
0: yeah he wasn't um the male guy he was yeah yeah
2: it was, he was some Warner. other
0: hunk which yeah, is okay. so
2: funny because I'm like <laughs> him as Warner I, I can't even imagine but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> When I went in for Kinky Boots, uh, I was at the time doing Cruel Intentions with Constantine and mm-hmm. DB was like, oh, my God, Connie, you know, and that's again, Connie, the connector of all people, always mm-hmm. like, I swear, he knows half of the audience every single night. I'm like, wow, how do you know everybody in New York City? <laughs> it's crazy to me. But. I
1: know he's I, I think we said this before we started recording, but he's just like the nicest guy, easiest person to talk to. Like,
2: yeah.
1: oh, my God. A golden
2: Retriever puppy. He's mm-hmm. just the dumbest but yeah love him and you got,
0: you've gotten to kiss him a few times in a few different yes. shows too so. yes.
1: <laughs> you're the envy of many and i yes so. yes
2: <laughs> very true
1: We that we because we did see you in cruel intentions mm-hmm. well, this is before we yeah. met of course but yes. um wow that was so good i literally <laughs> love that movie so much and you guys took what was fun about the movie and especially in that in that space it was at le Poisson rouge right
2: yeah yeah i actually so think fun. it was kind of like it was kind of the first test of this style, because it is the same sort of style as Titanic. And this has been a big thing in LA mostly, like is taking these famous movies and making them these kind of jukebox, musical concert type things. Um, and so Cruel Intentions was in LA first, and then they brought it to New York. And that was kind of the test. Um, and people just loved it. Like I still to this day have people be like, how's the greatest thing you were in? And I'm like, Cruel Intentions, the musical? like. <laughs> You know, but it was so fun and it was so again, it was that feeling of like this is not stuffy theater. This is just come and have fun and relive these like nostalgic moments. Mm-hmm. And now Titanic is like taking it up a notch with that. Um, but it's the same producer too, Eva Price did oh, both. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. She
1: did the Oklahoma that Fox. That was like her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Big
1: thing. yeah, Yeah, it's so interesting to hear you talk about how much how much you're loving doing theater that's letting you play and really be an enjoyable experience where I imagine opera, studying opera was such a different
2: yes. road to be on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I definitely was like, oh, well, I think I kind of got guided into opera because mm-hmm. out of singing, dancing and acting when I was younger, singing was just always, I mean, again, voice nerd, like I've just always loved singing. And I think when I was in high school, again, I didn't really have, they didn't have a huge theater department. It wasn't, you know, a music school. So by going into Boston University, I was getting a classical background and every teacher, everybody was just like, oh, you should go into this. You should go into this. Like, this is what you should do. Um, and I remember my first college audition, I was going to do both musical theater and opera, and I went to Carnegie Mellon, I'll never forget it. And it, you know, when you're in high school, you don't really know where you stand. Like in Mm the, you're kind of like, people tell me I'm good, but I don't actually know what the, I don't know where I stand. So I went to Carnegie Mellon and I went to my opera audition first. And in the room, I sang my first aria and everyone behind the table was like, Okay, so where else are you applying? Because we want you. And what do we need to do to make sure that we get you to come to Carnegie Mellon? And I was like, so shocked, guys. So I was like, oh, uh, uh, uh and so I come out of the room, my mom's like, you know, my mom came with me the first one and she's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, I'm like, we'll talk about it in the car. We'll talk about it in the car. I'm, like, get it. Cause, you know, there's other people waiting. I'm yeah, not about yeah. to be, like, oh my God, I got in everyone, you know, <laughs> rude. So I tell her that and she's like, wait, what? And so I didn't even go to my musical theater audition because I was like, well, I'm in already. And I was feeling stressed about doing two in one day. And, you know, I was pacing myself. So I kind of just ended up in that. Um, And then about two years into college, I went to USC. So I was in the Thornton School of Music, which is an incredible program. And two years in, I just was like finding that I would go sing opera all day. And then I would just belt out all of my favorite show tunes in the car. And I kind of was like, I think this is the answer for me. And Jason Robert Brown taught a course at USC. He was writing Bridges in Madison County and he was in LA and 10 people got accepted into his class. You had to audition because everyone was like geeking out, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I got into his class and I had three hours every Friday with Jason Robert Brown, 10 of us total, which is (laughs) insane for an entire semester like i don't it was oh. like magic in a bottle right and oh. he was just pretty like right away was like you should be doing this you have the like a really good sense of who you are and what you're gonna do and then i <laughs> this is such a long-winded story but you no know, it's i amazing. i basically uh did a competition called la's next great stage star
1: Ooh. Okay, we forgot she that not- in the bio. We forgot to put yeah, that in the yeah, bio. Yeah, you forgot
2: that was my big moment. Um, she did not win, but she was first runner-up. Uh, okay, and okay. I got an agent through that. And then three months out of college, I booked Rock of Ages. Like, it was insane. Like, And I just moved to Las Vegas and was belting Sherry eight times a week. Oh I, it, was, it was a while. I was like, I don't even know if I can do this. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, Trial by fire. And then they took me from that production. I opened that production in Las Vegas, which was so fun. And then I made my Broadway debut. They took me to Broadway and I made my Broadway debut with Sherry.
0: Oh wow. So. so many questions about this. this yeah. to me too. I almost want to go in backwards <laughs> order, but I need to just, because I'm going to forget if I don't. So yeah. Jason Robert Brown on these Fridays, is he <laughs> workshopping, is he using it also as like an incubator for bridges? Like, is was he like, Showing oh. any early music. Okay. Okay.
2: No, 100% was like, you should sing this, this, this. Like, at one point, he had me singing Kate Bush, Withering Heist, like, <laughs> wild. Like, was like, you need to sing this. I mean, it was just, there was one girl who's like, saying Tomorrow from Annie for like, like four weeks, because I think he was just like <laughs> fascinated by her and was like, what is, what is happening here? Like, he's, it was wild.
0: Do you have any relationship with him now?
2: Um, I mean, like, through the, through the industry a little bit, but, um, not not super super close we've seen each other from time to time and he's always like he actually calls me caroline which is wild yeah he always called me caroline so i think because like on my like on the roster like this is you know
1: i need you to do kathy from last five years
2: okay okay i agree (laughs) (laughs) so what i was gonna say is like he Actually, my the song that like I auditioned for Ellie's next grade stage star with and like had as my final thing um, was see I'm smiling and mm-hmm. I coached it with him at like he privately mentored me on it and it was hilarious because he'd be like, What do you think she's feeling here? And I would say what I thought at like, you know, 18 years old and he's like, Okay, cool. Well, that's about my ex-wife. So this is what she was actually thinking. And I was like, Cool, amazing, great. Awesome. But I agree. I really want to play Kathy. I actually sent my agent a text the other day and was like, I wanna do it. I don't care where it is, what it is, like I wanna do it somewhere regionally, something. I just wanna do it. So Oh
1: my god, who's your Jamie?
2: I don't know. We're we're trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh my he god, that's out, so fun.
2: He threw out Sam Grabbit, who I think would be love. incredible. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get our wheels turning on that one. So then Rock of Ages, now you're 21, 22. Yeah. Playing this leading lady role. I mean, so how yeah. long were you in it in Vegas until they took you to I New York? I
2: wasn't in Vegas for a year and a half, actually. Um, but w- the cool thing about Vegas was we got to work with the, instead of like replacing with normal shows, you get like three weeks with like the dance captain and it's just kind of fast the entire creative team came out to Mount it in Vegas. And we were in the Venetian hotel. So it was on Broadway, it was in the Helen Hayes, which was like a 500 seat theater. In Vegas, it was in a 2000 seat theater. It was huge. They built a bourbon room next door, like an actual bar so that everyone could go after the show. Amazing. And we were like celebrity. I mean, we were Vegas celebrities, which is a whole nother thing, (laughs) but it was like, we were, my face was on billboards, poker tables, We had like, they would give us like tables at all the clubs. Like we did no matinees. It was a 90 minute show. Right. It was just like, and that cast was again, lightning in a bottle. Like we were so close. It was just like the best, it was the best thing ever. And I look back now being like, I had no idea. I mean, at the time I was just like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Right? Like I think all my friends too, Cause I went to college in LA. So all my friends would like come to Vegas for the weekend and right. see me in this huge show. It was just like a wild, incredible experience. But yeah, it was so, so special. And I look oh back, actually, did, did you see Mark Evans when you came to Titan? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Connie introduced us to
2: him. Yeah. So Mark's husband, Justin Mortaliti, yeah. was my original Drew, like is my brother basically. Like we grew up together in a way he kind of like took care of me cause he's older. And now I was at their wedding, all these things. And now Mark is playing my fiance. It's just so, the world is so small,
0: so. (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. Was Frankie Grande in that one?
2: Frankie Grande came to Broadway after I left. So I left to go do Wicked. I was rehearsing Wicked from nine to five and then doing Rock of Ages at Night on Broadway, leading up to my final week. And then I had my final show on Sunday. And on Monday, I flew out and joined the tour. Oh it was insane. <laughs> Thank goodness
1: you have such an appreciation for the voice and you've you're you've you're trained and you've done it all because I cannot imagine
2: the stamina well that's that's why I'm like talking to all my students is like I'm like technique is this musical theater is a stamina game it is it is not a tone like yes tone is of course important but like you're not just going into the recording studio and laying this down like you have to do this eight times a week healthily, and you have to have options because you can't you've got to be maneuvering we're technicians we're not you know and with opera it's acoustic value right it's like no microphones but Mm -hmm. you don't do an opera eight times a week you you get a couple days off in between so it's just a different skill set um So, yeah, I'm very much a a vocal health, stamina, girly. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) that is essential. You've got to have it or else, you know, it's impossible. It's such a crazy career choice.
1: What do you remember about your Broadway debut in Rock of Ages?
2: Nothing. I blacked out. (laughs) I black out every time I do a first performance. Truly, I will come off stage and ask my parents. I'm like, did I do it? Like, I cannot remember. I remember I almost ran into a pole, like there was one part where we spin around the pole and I like, my head was like, again, we were here because here's the way Rock of Ages Broadway happened. I closed in Vegas after a year and a half run, was moving to New York for the first time. So I had to move all my stuff. It was like a whole thing. I finished Sunday night Monday, I flew to LA and I sang the national anthem for a Lakers versus Clippers game at (laughs) Staples Center. Wild. Literally what? Yeah, did that the next day, and then flew to New York. And the next day, I like had a day in between. And then I started rehearsals, I had four days of rehearsal, and then I made my Broadway debut. And it was a different show. Like, it was not the 90 minute version. And it was a completely different cast. And I had had no break, and that it, that was how it happened. It was so oh fast. God.
0: Did Sherry have any additional songs in? Like, was there anything cut from Sherry's track?
2: No, Vegas? the only thing that was cut was um, the final countdown. Didn't exist in our okay. in our Vegas version. And I think it was like in waiting for a girl like you. There was like an entire verse thing that was cut. Okay. So maybe it was that that okay. felt different. But wow! Oh yeah, because yeah. it's really not
0: that long of a show. I mean, with yeah. intermission. Yeah, sort of it's
2: quick. And it, it's, you know, different theater and different dressers and different, I mean, it's just everything. I was also living in New York for the first time. It was just completely, again, trial by fire. I think a lot of my career has just been like, you just get your, and I kind of love that. Understudies say that they actually are glad when they get thrown on last minute because they don't time to panic or overthink it or you just go into, pure adrenaline and like your body knows what to do and you know what to do but yeah blacked out who, who blacked like out you? doing it
0: <laughs> who was there in new york to kind of guide you through like these early days because that's so much on someone
2: Ah, uh, i mean i didn't really know anyone yeah. i didn't really know anyone um I mean, the cast was incredible and was so sweet and like i always look back at rock of ages was the perfect Broadway debut show because it was a cast of misfit toys like everybody in that show was like I can't believe we're doing this on Broadway you know kind of similar to Titanic like it's sort of like I can't believe we're getting away with this and like people love it so much it's just it cracks me up it's like we're on the cover of you know the art section of the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and I'm like we're singing about like the stupidest it's the most brilliant stupidity of all time but it's so stupid like you can't help but laugh so (laughs) it's kind of that you know and that was the rock of ages charm but i think everyone in it too especially when i joined everyone had been in a lot of people had been in it for a while so i think it was a fresh new energy and everyone was very very accommodating and helpful
0: it opened at the what's now called the lena horn the brooks atkinson and then it moved Mm -hmm. right okay
2: yeah i was in the helen hayes yeah
0: yeah So. so tiny oh my god
2: it was yeah it's tiny but I loved it. I don't know. I loved yeah. the Helen Hayes. I don't know if yeah. there
0: many many musicals to play there. I know *Dames at Sea* was there for a minute. Yeah. And but that's, it was that's wild, wild to
2: go from my Broadway debut was at the Helen Hayes, the smallest theater on Broadway, and then my second show was *Wicked* in the Gershwin, which is the biggest theater on Broadway. So I was mm. like, cool, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've really done it. We spanned it. So <laughs>
0: it, what can be said about *Wicked* that you haven't already probably talked about before? But is was that a, a beautiful experience? Who was your alphabet?
2: Oh, so I had like in my time I had 12 alphabas, but that includes standbys and understudies and everybody, right? Which keeps it so exciting and fresh because it's a different show whenever you're on with a different alphabet. Yeah. Um my main alphabas were Alyssa Fox, who just took over as lead alphaba. She was when she took over as lead alphaba on tour, I was her glenda. Okay. I had Laurel Harris was my first alphaba when I joined the tour. Then Alyssa um and then listen i came to new york and she was the Elphaba standby and my Elphaba was rachel tucker oh. on broadway and then i had jenny denoya
0: on broadway as like
2: the main Elphabas, but then also you know everybody else as well um and yeah it was a beautiful experience it's crazy sometimes i think about it and i'm like did that ha- do that really just happen <laughs> like truly it feels yes. so weird like uh, but it was yeah i learned so much i really learned so much a lot about stamina it is mm. it is a i mean you guys know it's just a it's a hard show and that it's really it becomes your entire life you know and i th- i think the thing that i really found i had a great time in wicked i i i learned so much i loved i loved the show it was such a dream um I think what I really learned a lot about, too, is A, leading a company of that size, like truly being, there is that element of like, it trickles down. So if you start calling out and missing shows and stuff, like everyone else feels like they can call out and miss shows. And so it's it's a team effort, right? It's a team effort every night. But also I learned a lot about comedy, to be honest, because (laughs) with Glinda, it's just a fine line you don't like glinda at the start of the show right she's not the underdog she's the one that's a little bit like you're like no she's almost the the antagonist at the beginning right so you have to win them over you it's not starting out the gate They're they are with you you have to win them over and if you lose them you lose them period point blank but glinda has just as interesting of a story arc as elphaba if not more so in my, well, I'm a, I'm a Glinda girly. So I like, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but- No,
1: I'm with you, Carrie. I, I just went to, back to see Wicked two weeks ago for the first time in a while. Yeah. And it's Glinda's journey that I'm into. I'm into it. We're with her from Glinda's the start to the end.
2: fascinating. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, all of her choices are justified for her and for her journey. And like finding that balance of not losing them because it's like, she just doesn't know better at the beginning. And I found that so interesting on tour because in every city we'd be in, every city has a different sensibility, different, like it's, you know, like California is way more liberal than like the Midwest, right? Or like the South. So certain jokes would really land in some cities and be like crickets in others. And so Mm. every time we'd get to a city, my Glinda would change. Like I would have to recalibrate to whatever the sensibility of that city was and it just taught me so much about timing about like really how it's it's with the audience you know the audience changes it every night and that's how people are always like how do you do a show eight times a week and not get the same show and not get bored and i'm like the audience is always different and that's what makes live theater so special is that that will that moment that show will never be recreated because it will never be the exact same audience and will never be the exact same place in everybody's life that they're coming to the show to see this. So I think that was kind of like my biggest takeaway from Glinda in general, besides learning stamina of like (laughs) doing that show and traveling. And like, you know, we would, when we get to new cities we would do nine shows in five days. Mm -hmm. And that would include an opening night. We would get reviewed every time. We would have to do a 7 a.m. press singing on some news station. Like it was (laughs) crazy. I would like get to Mondays and be like, I called them my 600 pound life Mondays. I would sit in bed and order an entire Domino's pizza and I would not leave my bed. Like I was like, I can't, my body is done. You know,
0: Yeah. Wicked Wicked loves to sort of um, keep it in the family and, and keep cast members around. Would you ever go back and do it again? Or do you feel like that's a part of your life? I don't
2: know. I think, I think, I think I did it. I think that's where I'm at with it. But I mean, if they called, I wouldn't be like, no, but (laughs) I think I would have to be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know it's just it's, it's it has to be your entire life and i'm so glad i did it when i did because i was so, i was so young and i was so like you know, it was just everything and it's the gift that keeps on giving i mean for the rest of my life i always tell people like anywhere i go especially meeting like my boyfriend's friends or people that are not in musical theater land like they're like oh you do musical theater like what have you done and i'm like oh Have you heard of wicked and like everyone knows what that Mm -hmm. is and immediately it's like oh she's good at what she does Uh but if i was like oh i was tony nominated for the band's visit people would be like (laughs) cool like it's just (laughs) and that's so much more impressive to us well you know
0: it is but you know
2: but like it's the gift that keeps on giving in that that like it is it almost is like a blanket like immediately people are like, oh, she's good at what she does, which is not necessarily true, but I just think it's, it's really wonderful. And like, I've also just met so many people. I mean, I know all the girls that have gone through it and it's just a, it's it's like an experience that you only know if you've been through it, you know, and it's, it's bonding. It's very bonding.
1: Yeah. God, and it's been out for almost 20 years now. It's crazy. Getting Wicked came into our lives kind of at the age when we were like, impressionable and getting into theater ring of mm-hmm. keys vibes actually which i'm now realizing i don't think we asked you but oh yeah, so oh, yeah. This you're comes just chatting, just, away. Oh, chatting
2: away chatting i'm sorry no i love I, it oh my god no you're,
1: you're so giving you're literally like answering a question before i can ask it, and i'm like okay she's a dream guest um, she's the third co-host literally the <laughs> yeah. third i love now do you feel like you had a ring of keys moment, which on this podcast, we we borrow the term from fun home to describe that mm-hmm. moment of maybe you were watching a performance or singing in the choir, or experiencing the arts in some way that made you realize you identified with it in a stronger way than just enjoying it, like you wanted to participate and maybe even make a life out of it?
2: Yeah. I think for me, it was Linda Etter. I am such a Linda Etter girl, you guys, wow. Linda Eder, A, just obsessed, but I, she came and did a concert in Palm Desert, and it was the first, like, concert I'd ever seen um, at my, like, hometown theater called the McCallum Theater, and I was, like, in the very back row, and I remember just being, like, I'd heard her on the Jekyll and Hyde soundtrack, but just hearing her sing, and then, like, I, I had a, a total experience with it and then I like learned her entire catalog I played one of her songs at my like high school talent show like on the piano lol I was like I was just so excited um and it's funny because full circle the full circleness of it all I did my solo show at 54 below and when I looked and like I you know i figured out a night and all that stuff. And they usually do two a night, they do a seven o'clock and like a nine o'clock or something. And mine was the nine o'clock slot. And the night I did it, Linda Eder was the seven o'clock slot. <laughs> and so I was like, Linda Etter's opening for me, LOL. But <laughs> yeah. I was truly so like, could not believe that I was having my show on the same night that Linda, you know, in the same space. And so I came early and watched her whole show and then was backstage with um or upstairs with Ben Rauhola, my music director. Yeah. And he was like, go say hi. And I was like, I can't, I can't. I can't say hi. And he was like, go say hi to her. And so he went out and sort of was like, oh, and this is Carrie. And she like saw my name on the door. I was like, oh, I'll look you up on YouTube. And I was like, OK, please do. Like, I was just so, <laughs> so inspired by her. Um, And she sounds exactly the same. I mean, she literally sounds like her recording. She's incredible as Mm -hmm. a singer. So that was maybe probably the, like, kind of start of it all for me. Yeah. I have another full circle moment, but it wasn't, like, inspiring. I guess I saw Megan Hilty in Wicked at (sighs) the Pantages when I was, like, 14, 15. Maybe even, yeah, I think 14, 15. And, of course, was like, that's me. I have to do that. That's that's me, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh when i got wicked and i joined the tour my custom (laughs) leducas my my custom (laughs) shoes had not come in yet because they have to you know it takes time and so they gave me they have like a warehouse full of just all the costumes from all the people you know and before my shoes came in i got my shoes and I opened them up and they just said Megan Hilty popular. And I quite literally walked in her shoes mm. when I started the show. And I just felt like that was another kind of sign. It was another one of those, uh, you know, it's just That's crazy. Wild. It doesn't get lost on you ever. You're just mm-hmm. like, I'm still such a musical theater nerd at heart. that I'm like, these things are just so cool. <laughs>
0: I love it. That is so beautiful. I I love both of those full circle moments. What song did you sing when you would did it at the talent show? Did you do like someone like you or bring on no the no
2: no? Um, she has a song that is like from her original album called oh, Vienna, oh, and cool. it is yeah. You should. Look, it's so good. It's so good. It's so epic. It's like about this. You know, in Vienna, love <laughs> was alive, watching you, watching me. Oh my God, it's it's epic. I love it.
0: I love that. She has so many albums, Linda Adder, It's insane.
2: Yes, yes.
0: She's, she's
2: an icon. Truly. I saw her recently, too. She just did a show at 54 Below, and I, like, uh, texted my friend Dylan Bustamante, who worked mm-hmm. at uh, 54 Below, and I was like, I will name my firstborn Dylan if you can get me a ticket. And, like, he did, and I was just in the corner like silently sobbing the whole time. Yeah.
0: She's incredible. I was I worked at 54 below for years with Dylan. Oh. I was the other Dylan. I was Dylan Mac and he was Oh Dylan, Dylan and Dylan. Yeah, love, yeah, yeah. So love, yeah. I got confused for him for many, many years. Okay. So we're sadly wrapping up, but we, we oh. cannot finish this chat without tipping into a little drama, as we like to call it here on the titled podcast Drama. drama. This is sort of where we like to, you know, get anything off our chest that we might be thinking about, something we want to rant about or rave about. Um, I mm-hmm. do have a dose of drama. Yes. And it is, I resisted the television show, Ted Lasso, for so long. And I have no idea why.
2: I don't know why. I did why. too. I did too. Because everyone loved it so much. I, I was like, why. I'm not going to watch it.
0: And I, I, and I was like, it. I hate, I hate like being told to watch something. Yeah. It's like, I need to find it on my own and then tell people, I don't know. I'm like, I'm yeah. silly like that. Started it over the weekend. So I'm already on season two. I absolutely love it. It it's makes so me want to be a better person. He is like, yeah. the. I understand I why, spoiler alert, his wife could have, couldn't have could deal with the constant optimism. But like, it's yeah, so beautiful. And like the way that he changes all these lives and maybe they're changing his at the same time. It is just like so good. And the third season is coming out and I need to catch up in time to watch with the rest of the world because yes. it is-
2: Because now you'll be in with it. Now, now you're not going to be behind.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: No, it's so refreshing. And you love all the characters. Like, you mm-hmm. love all of them. You start yes. to be like, oh, oh. Yeah.
0: Right. I, like, I, I know. I, Keely. I, I, I'm obsessed with Keely. Keely. I don't know what it is. She's just so good.
2: Keely. Yeah, <laughs> Keely's it. Now it makes sense why everyone dressed up like her for Halloween that right. year. Literally. I was like, who is this? Like, I don't, I was so, yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. like I was a hater for no reason.
1: <laughs> for no reason, but hey. We got on board. Doing like a Keely and like Roy Kent Halloween couples costume is easy, but like so cute. I mean,
2: yeah, or you yeah. could be You guys should anime. do
1: it, Carrie. You should do that this year.
2: Yeah, we did Scooby Doo this oh, past cute. year, and my dog was Velma, which was <laughs> so funny because we bought him a dog, a literal dog Bob wig, and I still—I don't know if I'll recover. It's truly not to be believed.
1: <laughs> that's oh my hysterical. God. I love. Are right, you have yeah. a ghost of drama? I do. Miley Cyrus just dropped her new album, Endless Summer Vacation, and it is amazing. I, I quietly am obsessed with Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. in the way that I find her voice to be so iconic and inimitable. No one sings it like Miley. She can really do it all. I love that she, she just did like a kind of a rock album. And now this is more in her like pop bag, but it is so fun. It's so good. Highly recommend the album. And if she goes on tour with this one, I have to go see her live. I've never seen Miley live. I was worried about her vocals during her Plastic Hearts era because she did a live album and she could barely finish any song. Um, the stamina, was,
0: the stamina, Carrie. stamina, stamina. She ne- Carrie, well, she needs you,
1: she needs you.
2: I will, Well, I will say she's recently gotten better and um, her vocal coach, I slid into her DMs during the pandemic and was like, teach me every like i need to know because she's the inventor of this this thing called the voice straw i'm very obsessed with straw phonation all these oh i've things. heard about this Again, yeah nerdy but i slid <laughs> into her dms which i've never done before and i creepily was like can i chat with you and we got on a facetime and she like basically like talked me through all of it and it's like now what i teach as well um i love her to death i think she's incredible she's such an amazing like vocal coach. And she works with Miley and Miley's like using the straw going up on stage and all that stuff. So she's great. got a good coach now. That's so. great. I, heard about I, it. I love that you're good. a
1: student of the straw method that this is incredible. Yes. <laughs> I was I worried. I was worried about Miley. Cause she did that. She released this live album and she sang the climb on it and she couldn't do it. And I was like, Miley, no, we need you. You're so young. And she's got this beautiful yeah. voice. So I'm glad she's on the up and up. Um, She sounds. I think she's she's
2: coming back. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Carrie, do you have a dose of drama to send us home?
2: Uh, I mean, I I just feel like this is the drama that everyone keeps talking about. But I am I am so fully obsessed with Scandal. I cannot deal. Like I literally am that girl that's like, who will listen? I have been a Vanderpump rules. I'm a trash reality TV girly. You're safe Um, here. Yeah, like Love Island, like 90 Day Fiance. I mean, it gets dark. It gets dark sighted <laughs> sometimes. So we don't need to expose all that. But um, yeah, she's she's been deep in Vanderpump. I've been saying for years that Vanderpump is like the best reality show on television because these people like you can't even write it. It's a level mm-hmm. of drama that is just I just think they're all terrible people like right. truly. Terrible people, and they got given a platform, and they got even worse because it's like now we're on this platform, and so hearing the scandal, nonsense is like I am just so consumed by it. I can't. Oh yeah. And the fact that the season, this newest season, is out right now, and so it's playing out as we know these things. So when you watch every episode, you're just like watching it, knowing what's gonna happen. Oh. It's i like, know no, it's like watching a horror film knowing who the murderer is <laughs> and you start looking at them being like everything they say you're like liar, like, right literally Liar, <laughs> well, like, i what? came in
0: rooting for raquel this season i was very excited that she was going to be owning her her, her 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 womanhood but maybe she really did just get on the show with because of james maybe the only reason she stayed with him was to stay on the show maybe this was her her grand plan you know because you're right they are i saw this tweet that's like everyone in vanderpump is a villain it just shifts who like is controlling yes. the narrative at any time
2: yes every season i'm like oh yeah no kristen's the worst oh no katie's the worst it just every time it's crazy i can't believe it exists
0: i know so, i can't believe it i know do you see kristen's filming
2: yeah they're all filming
0: that's amazing
2: oh <sighs> which is it's a gift for all of us and mm-hmm. yeah marla marla did her improv about it the other night um <sighs> so yeah i just i'm i'm very we're in we're in
1: oh my god i'm obsessed with that did the audience react well to her doing Scandaval like oh, i
2: was out i was out <sighs> that day i went on vacation uh recently because mama needed a quick vacation but uh, yes yeah i was out and then she, i've now been spitting about it and she's like oh my god we're improv and i was like yeah, I wasn't there for it." So. <laughs> Do another one, yeah. It
1: It but, is one of the more epic reality TV moments I've experienced in my lifetime where, like you said, we're watching the new season, everything's happening in the press, Lisa and watch what happens live. They, they picked up the cameras again. We've known these characters for a decade, m- most of them, and it's just yes, really surreal. We've
2: known them for so long and it's so deep and dark-sighted and uh, yeah, yeah. Ugh. I can't I, imagine. I know.
0: I'm so sad for Ariana. Like, I think she might be done. I don't, I couldn't see her coming back to the show next year. I don't know.
2: Uh, oh, I think she's going to have a full, I think she, it was time for her to get out. I think that they probably yeah. were not, I think they were, it seems like they were more roommates than anything and just their lives were seemed. so in like connected that it was just what, you know, what's the point of disbanding mm-hmm. all of this? Um, right. So I think she's, and now America like is all on her side. I can see her like coming out with a new business, doing a new, I I think she's gonna take over. I think she's just gotta take some time to be like, that's so messed up. But no, I'm here for it. I want a a reality dating show with just Ariana. She's so cool. She, 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 yeah.
1: I invented cool. No, she's like, no, she said, babe, I was born born fucking cool. cool." (laughs) she yeah, that's what she, she was yeah.
2: the whole time she has never been the problem like she has never oh, been truly. the problem in the 10 years she's been on that show she has been mm-hmm. the cool one like just being like yeah. all right that's crazy but like i support <laughs> you you know wait
1: did sheena punch raquel i don't think so you don't think okay yeah she's denying it i don't yeah, think so
2: i mean i don't know she knows never know. knows...
0: been violent
2: No, and Sheena's never been violent. That feels very strange Mm -hmm. to me. That feels like, Mm -hmm. I feel like someone made that up maybe just to like clickbait. That was like
0: the crate, like when that news was just coming out every like hour, there was something new.
2: I know. I was like, uh, I said, one of my friends who I've been watching it with since college, it was her birthday the other day. And I was like, happy birthday like I think all this happened for you like to celebrate your birthday we got all of this crazy Vanderpump tea so thank you thank you for being born thank you for this like yeah <laughs> what a gift what a blessing Literally. Don't deserve it. yeah well
0: I'm glad you talked about it on here because Connor and I have yet to find a chance to chat about oh, it good. on drama, oh, and it is the drama it is
2: the drama <laughs>
0: Carrie you are so much fun oh thank my god you thank so you guys this was
2: so fun I could talk all day about everything
0: I oh. <laughs> high praise high praise and everyone should go and see you
1: in titanic they should check out your vocal studio you're the loveliest person i you put out so such great energy into the world and you're just as talented as you are kind so thank you for your time seriously this has been a joy
2: yay oh my god well same to you guys yeah i'm so glad we did it (laughs) yeah. <laughs> now,
1: now, where can
0: everybody find you online?
2: Carrie St. Louis. It's pretty easy. Um okay. And my, I also have at the Carrie St. Louis Studio. If you're interested in voice lessons or things, you can fill out a new form on my website, and yeah, we'll go from there.
0: And use offer code drama for priority For Priority for
2: those Miley straw techniques. <laughs> yes. There you
0: go. There you go. Throw in an extra ten minutes. I will for that. teach you the
2: Miley um, straw technique. So. <laughs>
0: I love it. Well, Carrie, thank you again. And Connor, where can everyone find us?
1: At the Drama Podcast for all things pod, but also follow us on our personal accounts because we respond to all DMs. Um, I'm at Connor McDowell. You're at Dylan McDowell. That's
0: right. And Connor, I will see you next time.
1: Drama. Drama!